Our talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Tuesday Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. Doug Maurice, and we're talking about one thing on this podcast. It's not rants. It's my thoughts on one subject, and it's sent in by a texter. And I just think this is an interesting exercise, so take it as an exercise. If Ohio State were to win the national championship and Ryan Day was lured away to the NFL, who would be the next head coach at Ohio State? Write to Brian Hartline, call Fickle, get Vrabel, another outside the Ohio State family hire. Who do you think would get the job and who would you hire? So I'm taking this myself because there's no right answer to this. But um, so sometimes I think the if you get too far afield, on a what if, I think you can drive yourself crazy if you're trying to have three people discuss it. So I made a list. And listen, my list is the same as your list. And Stephen and Nathan would come up with the, basically the same list. So I'm going to run through the list. And then if you can tell me after the fact, if you think, well, Doug, you forgot this guy. You can tweet at me or more effectively, you can text me. Be a tech subscriber, 614-350-3315. I have basically basically 15 people on my list. I have a couple other people on the side. And of those 15, I have them broken down into five categories, basically. And so in the end, I think there are four people. And I was going to run through and put percentages on everybody. But I think among my top four, the obvious four, I will call them, I think I might be like 95%. I think they would be next in this scenario. Now, this is not who's the next Ohio State coach after Ryan Day. This is this scenario this texture presented. They win, he chooses to leave. So circumstances change. If we were playing just who's going to be the next Ohio State coach, I would do this differently because now we're saying, well, is it one year? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? And that's a different conversation. This is my drawer. This is what ADs have, right? The name's in your drawer. Maybe it's a digital drawer now. Maybe it's on an app. Maybe you have a password and you have to think, oh, I have my list of next hires, but I can't remember my password. It's probably Brutus something. Brutus, try that. Just if, if you're Gene Smith and you can't remember your password, try Brutus. So this would be who you'd pull out of the drawer right now, today, in a situation where the program is super healthy and where you're trying to figure out who's ready now. So this is primarily a Brian Hartline conversation, which is, do you think Brian Hartline would be ready now? Now, if they win the national championship, the way we are expecting things to go with Brian Hartline calling place, he would be an integral part of that. So it'd be like, okay, well, you just won. Do you keep it rolling? So that factors in. That's different than is it do you are you hiring because something went wrong? So let's get to my list. And then you can tell me who you think I've left off, where you think I have stuff in the wrong order. I'm gonna go inverse order. So number 15 on my list, this is the you actually do make this phone call just to check. Back channel, back channel. And I know it's nuts, but I would call Nick Saban. He's 71 years old. He's a former Ohio State assistant. He's from West Virginia. He coached at Michigan State. He coached at Toledo. Toledo, Michigan State, his first two stops as a head coach. Former defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. 
you can think now that Nick Saban is a Southern guy. He's not. He's a Midwest guy. He's an Ohio guy. So to call Nick Saban, this is the program is super healthy, but we're surprised that Ryan Day just left. He's 71 years old. Nick, it's getting a little wild down there in the SEC. They're bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. They might be going to a nine-game schedule. Yeah, we have that in the Big Ten, but we know it's just a different world down there. What if you came up here and added to your legacy by trying to win a national title at Ohio State? And we're Ohio State. We don't need you, but maybe this would be fun and weird and interesting. And I'm not doing this to troll anybody. I'd make the call in this circumstance. And could you get five years out of Nick Saban? Let's just see what this would be like, Nick. And Nick would probably say no. But he has entertained offers before. And if he even gave half a a second of thinking of going to Texas several years ago, many years ago now, would he give a full second to thinking about Ohio State? So I'm putting Nick Saban on my list. I am. And as much as you hate the guy now, if he came here, he's a really good football coach. And I don't think he would have to remake Ohio State in his own image. I think, again, in a situation where Ohio State's rolling, you keep rolling with Nick. So that's a crazy name, but I'm not going to sell Ohio State short. Who are you going to call? I'm going to call the best coach in the country. And he's not as Southern as Dabo or Kirby. And you can't call Kirby or Dabo. You can't call the head coach at Georgia. can't call the head coach at Clemson. But I think you could call this head coach at Alabama. The other two names I have in this category of the make the call, knowing it's a 99.9% no, one is a guy who I have remained continually fascinated as what he would be like as a head coach, and it's Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who fit, who's 51 years old, so he's 20 years younger than Nick Saban. He could hit the ground running in college football and then be here for a long time. So culture, leadership, motivation, football acumen, and he's not that old. So I would call Mike Tomlin. And what if, like, what would Mike Tomlin, you have to understand that when you're Ohio State, it's like, well, why would the guy leave for Ohio State where you're calling people who you say they would never leave their place, but Ohio State's one of the best jobs in football. So if they ever were going to leave, and it's a job that doesn't come open that much, if they were ever going to leave, it would be for a job like this. So I would call Mike Tomlin. And the other guy, and this is slight trolling, and if it this wasn't his name, I think he'd be much more legitimate, but you call John Harbaugh. He's 60 years old. He's 15 months older than his little brother. And success with the Baltimore Ravens, again, I, I talk a lot about when I, do, when I talk about the Browns, what they have in their own division in the AFC North with Harbaugh and Tomlin. And the Ravens have not been as good lately, for sure. But they just got through the difficult Lamar Jackson contract situation. I thought John Harbaugh sort of, you know, kept the ship sailing through that. He's 60 years old. I think he would be a good college coach. You know, again, like if if you were doing this operation right now for Penn State, I would have Tomlin and Harbaugh on that list too. But Ohio State's more attractive. So I I get it. Oh, Doug, let's do coach list. Did you hear who's on Doug's list? Yeah, the first three names he said were Nick Saban, Mike Tomlin, and John Harbaugh. I get it. We're going to get a little more realistic. But you got to start somewhere. They're on... So if I had a list in my drawer, I would, not entirely trusting digital, I would have it on a piece of paper in my drawer. With a little key, I'd have a little key or a code on a lock, like on a bike lock. 
So I'd have those three names. Now, this is the, the next group is young guys and young coaches, young head coaches. And it's three guys that are intimately familiar to Ohio State football fans. And it's just, to me, would they be ready now? Brian Hartline's at the top of that list. He's 36 years old. And the two other guys I'm going to lump in here, James Laurinaitis, who's 36 years old, and his, Brian Hartline is infinitely more along in his coaching career than James Laurinaitis is. James Brian Hartline has been a full-time coach at Ohio State now, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. This is his sixth year. James Laurinaitis is even a full-time coach now. He, he has zero full years as an assistant. In. So Brian Hartline, way ahead. But I'm just trying to think like this kind of thing. And the other guy I'll throw in here is Eddie George. He's the head coach at Tennessee State. He's been that for two years so far. He's 49 years old. And he's not fully formed as a head coach. But when you see what Deion Sanders is doing, given the opportunity, he's sure shaking it up at Colorado. Eddie George is in a similar situation, right? That Deion Sanders was at Jackson State. Eddie George is at Tennessee State. They haven't done gangbusters at Tennessee State yet, but he's he's earning his way. He's learning the ropes as a head coach. Five and six in 2021, four and seven last year. And I think he's so dynamic. Eddie George is so dynamic. He's such a hero of Ohio State football. He's such a dynamic personality. I just want him on the list. And, and this is really for more down the line, but if you tell me, Give Eddie George another two or three years at Tennessee State and see what it looks like, or maybe goes from Tennessee State to something else. Think about Eddie George as Ohio State's coach. It would be unbelievable. James Laurinaitis, I think, could be on the Marcus Freeman path. It's just Marcus got into coaching much earlier. Marcus Freeman, the Notre Dame coach. James Laurinaitis, Marcus Freeman, around the same age, very good friends. I think James could be on track to be a head coach, but he can't be the head coach at Ohio State next year if Ryan Day leaves to go to the NFL. So, and I don't think Eddie George can realistically be the head coach at Ohio State next year if Ryan Day goes to the NFL because they just didn't get into it soon enough. Eddie was doing a million other things and succeeding. James was doing a million other things and succeeding. Now they're into coaching. They need a little more seasoning. So it's a Brian Hartline question. I don't think Brian Hartline could be Ohio State's head coach next year, which is why I'm having this conversation about him this early. That's not definitive to me. But it is a short resume. He's 36 years old. And I do think the ATV situation, we still don't know if anything's going to come at that. It doesn't mean, I don't, I don't think it, it doesn't mean at all with any of the information you have that you like get, fire him. It doesn't mean that at all. Does it mean, okay, maybe let's like just, let's just chill on, would you promote Brian Hartline next year? I just think he needs more seasoning. For Ohio State, would you hire Brian Hartline at a Mac school, you know, he interviewed at Cincinnati, those kind of things. I certainly, I certainly think you could do that. I've made the Urban Meyer comparison a million times. Urban Meyer was never a coordinator, jumped straight from the receivers coach at Notre Dame to the head coach at Bowling Green. I think that could have been a very reasonable path for Brian Hartline. But would Urban Meyer at his age, if he had stayed at Notre Dame in his 30s, jump from receivers coach at Notre Dame to head coach at Notre Dame? No. He wouldn't have. Now, Brian Hartline's going to have a year as the coordinator. So if this is a year of success, do you keep that rolling? I would not go there first. I would not go there first. And it's not, it's slightly affected by the ATV incident where he said he was drinking 
and then he had to be taken to the hospital after the fact. It's not disqualifying, but it just chills me out a little bit for right now. I think a world where you bring in a head coach that maybe has a relationship with Brian Hartline, you you insist slash strongly encourage that head coach keep Brian Hartline as the offensive coordinator. All that seems very reasonable to me. I don't think Hartline as the head coach is the answer right now. You have to remember what Ohio State is. And let's just re- let's just look real quick at the history of Ohio State. Earl Bruce, 48 years old when he was in his first season. His first fall as the head coach, he's 48 years old. He has seven years experience as a head coach. One at Tampa and six at Iowa State. Incredibly successful high school coach in the state of Ohio. Then he's on Woody's staff. A lot there. And Ohio State grad, just like Brian Hartline is. John Cooper, 51 years old in his first season as Ohio State's head coach, 11 years as a head coach. Outsider, eight years at Tulsa, three at Arizona State. This is the no connections, let's go hire an existing head coach kind of example. And we'll get to some of those guys. But 11 years as a head coach, 51 years old. Jim Tressel, 15 years as a head coach at Youngstown State, 48 years old his first year as Ohio State's head coach. That's a lot of experience. Former assistant, dad went to Ohio State, Ohio roots through and through, but that's a lot of experience. Urban Meyer, 48 years old, his first year as Ohio State's head coach, 10 years as a head coach previous to that at Bowling Green, Utah, and Florida. Again, another guy who had been a grad assistant at Ohio State, incredible roots in Ohio. We understand that. Ryan Day, 40 years old, no experience as a head coach. So Ryan Day is the outlier here. And now it's like, does that mean you would do the same kind of thing? Well, work with Ryan Day, let's hire another guy who's never been a head coach before. But Ryan Day did have more experience as a coordinator. And he just had more experience as a coach grinding it out a little bit, you know, at Temple, at Boston College, in the NFL in Philly and San Francisco. He had just been around the block a little bit more. And then two full years with an offensive system that was his own as the offensive coordinator in 17 and 18. And then it was in a little bit of an odd situation with Thurban Meyer. And so I don't think you can just draw a straight line from Ryan Day, never having been a head coach, to Brian Hartline, never having been a head coach. So I'm just saying, I don't know that I would go there first right now with my list, but I do find it interesting. The last, and again, Luke was basically an interim head coach, but the last four four head coaches for Ohio State, three of them that were 48 years old in their first fall, one was 51. That's, that's a very, with about a decade of experience. It's like a very specific thing you're looking for almost. And I think it's just, it's a little bit, it's not coincidental, but it's just the comfort, the comfortable resume. You're still fairly young as a head coach, but you got your start early and you have a pretty decent resume underneath you. And Earl, Coop, Tress, and Urban, as different as they are, are all united by that. And Ryan Day's off the grid on that. The other thing that I will say, I don't have anybody like this on my list, is an assistant coach somewhere else. So this would be the Kirby Smart has never been a head coach. He's a longtime defensive coordinator at Alabama. He's clearly the guy for Georgia. This is Brent Venables. He's a longtime defensive coordinator at Clemson. He's never been a head coach anywhere. He's clearly the guy for Oklahoma. 
those are the two biggest examples. I just don't have a guy like that on my list, like because Hartline's that guy. So it's, I'm not going out to get a different coordinator if I'm not taking Brian Hartline. I'm just not going that route. My list is not deep. It doesn't have anybody like that. So if I'm missing somebody there, you know, I think someone who would be approaching that is Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach and, and offensive coordinator at Michigan. But I, that just doesn't feel right for Ohio State. And he's not quite as experienced as Kirby Smart and Brett Venables were when they waited and waited and waited and then made their leaps. But I think Sharon Moore is getting to the point with how good Michigan has been and how valuable he's been to that, that maybe he could make a pretty good jump from assistant to head coach somewhere. I just, I don't think it would be Ohio State. And I tried to think of other guys and I just couldn't get there. So if you think Brian Hartline should be the next Ohio State head coach, like right now, again, you just have to understand 36 years old, this is going to be his first year as a coordinator. If it goes great and he just absolutely fills the role in every way, it would not be impossible. It would not be. And if you want continuity, the way that Ryan Day was continuity from Urban Meyer, and then you continue continuity right into Brian Hartline, I definitely think it's possible. So, I, But it's not the four guys I would have ahead of him. I might put Hartline fifth overall on my list. But the four guys I have ahead of him, I think just offer enough of like sub- substantively substantively more experience that it would matter enough. I'll be curious to see if I get what you guys say about this. No, 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 no. It's definitely Heartline. I'm just, you just got to make sure that someone is ready. Age, experience, mostly experience, but also just whatever. And again, Ryan Day didn't have it, but he had the, the assistant coach experience. Just whatever is have they reached the point in their life where they're ready for this? And I I just am not sure about Brian Day, about Brian Hartline. I just think it might be a little bit of an early jump if it would be right now. So I'll have Eddie George, Brian Hartline, James Lornitis. Keep them on your radar. The other guy that I would throw into this mix in a different way, Alex Golish. He was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee last year. He's from Central Ohio. He's 38 years old. He's about to enter his first year as a head coach at South Florida. Was a student assistant at Ohio State when he was a student at Ohio State. It's funny how that works. You're a student assistant when you're a student. Could grow into this. You're not hiring a guy who's a one-year head coach at South Florida right now. But again, guy late 30s, just getting into it. Ohio State roots. And if you want to keep the offensive thing going, again, he was, you saw Tennessee's offense last year. He's helping run that thing. And he's got Ohio roots. So people always like the Ohio roots. So I'll throw him in on the side. But George and Hartline are the guys I actually have on the list. James Laurinaitis and Alex Golish I have off to the side a little bit. When we come back, we'll get into my next category in my drawer of who would take over for Ryan Day right now if he left for the NFL next on Buckeye Talk. All right. This is two guys on my list officially, one off to the side. I, I don't think they're ahead of Brian Hartline. But I'll have them on my list. This is guys who are currently not coaching, but have coaching experience. And the guy at the top of the list is Chris Peterson. He's 58 years old, former head coach at Boise State and Washington. Sort of the gravi- the gravitas, I think, that, that would attract a place like Ohio State. 
again, if you were thinking like, hey, we're a little surprised Ryan Day left for the NFL. Let's get Chris Peterson for a decade and then like let some of these other candidates grow into it a little bit. Doing TV right now, and would Chris Peterson come out of retirement for Ohio State? Yeah, maybe. Bob Stoops, he's 62. Youngstown Roots, former Oklahoma coach. He's a guy who remains on lists like this all the time. I would have him below Peterson. He just seems sort of like further into retirement to me. I know he's doing, does he do the XFL stuff or the USFL stuff? I just think like there was once upon a time, right? Bob Stoops was a, an, would have been an excellent candidate for Ohio State. He's the head coach and general manager of the Arlington Renegades of the XFL. So, you know, he's keeping his toe in it, but I just, I don't know. That's not where I go first. I'd have to get down the list. And then the other guy is Dan Mullen, who, like Ryan Day, is from New Hampshire. They call it the New Hampshire Mafia. Urban Meyer's first right-hand man through his run as a head coach with him at Bowling Green, with him at Utah, becomes the offensive coordinator at Florida, then leaves Florida, goes as the head coach at Mississippi State. Pretty darn successful, successful enough that he gets the Florida job. But then he gets fired at Florida. And Shahanche Haraja and I talked about this on the College Football Survivor Show the other week. People, conferences, teams that would have been helped by a 12-team playoff. Florida and Mississippi State, Dan Mullen would have made the 12-team playoff a couple times at those two schools if it had existed. He had a bad year at Florida, made some comments about like recruiting's not that important, and they just said this is over. So it was a little bit of an odd firing. He's really a pretty successful head coach, and he's done it for more than a decade. He's 51 do you want to hire a guy who got fired? Probably not. But if Dan Mullen had just burned out and quit Florida and was kind of hanging out there, I think this could be more realistic. But the fired coach at Florida. And again, as much as, you know, I think Ryan Day has now, you know, is no longer in Urban Meyer's shadow. You are bringing a big Urban shadow back if you're bringing in Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's as urban as it gets. So, once upon a time, you would have been like, yeah, more urban. You know, how things have gone the past couple of years, would you be like, yes, more urban? I don't know. I put Dan Mullen on the list. I don't think it's high on the list. So if Peterson, Stoops, and Mullen, I'd have Peterson the highest of this group. And maybe, again, I was trying to think of who is, because this is the urban group. This is what urban was hired from. Formerly successful head coaches who are not currently head coaches. So you don't have to pay you don't have to think about like getting him away from his current school. So if, you, and again, when we look at the history, Earl, head coach at a school when he's hired by Ohio State, head coach at Iowa State, hired. Coop, head coach at Arizona State, hired. Trestle, head coach at Youngstown State, hired. Urban, sitting out there, unemployed for a year, hired. Ryan Day promoted. So obviously, current head coaches are are where Ohio State's probably going to look the most in this situation. And the only guy who would be ready now, I just don't, the only internal hire would be Hartline. I just don't think they would go Larry Johnson, Jim Knowles, Tim Walton, Perry Eliano. I just don't think anything fits it. Justin Fry doesn't fit it. I just don't think Tony Alford quite fits it. I think Tony Alford would be a, head, a good head coach. I just don't think he quite fits it here at Ohio State. And so, is Hartline the guy that's viewed as like the future star? I think he's the he's probably the only possible internal hire. Okay, so 
My official, I have Saban on number 15 by category. Hartline 14, George 13, they're lumped together. Mullen 12, Peterson 11. Okay. With Bob Stoops, Alex Golish, James Laurinaitis, Mike Townland, John Harbaugh, all mixed in there. Let's get to the top 10. And now these are, this is two categories. One is current head coaches. And one is people with Ohio State ties who are current head coaches. I have the ones with who are without direct Ohio State ties or without as strong Ohio State ties, in my opinion. I have six here. And then there's a couple guys on the side. Number 10 is Jeff Halfley, one-year defensive coordinator at Ohio State. He's not an Ohio State guy. He's a Ryan Day guy. Ryan Day brings him in. They're friends from San Francisco. I actually don't think this would happen. It hasn't gone great at Boston College. I'm not even sure he should be on the list. I'm not going to, it's not going to be him. So I'm not going to spend much time on Jeff Halfley. He's 44 years old. He's been a head coach for four years. Mike Loxley at Maryland. He's 53 years old. He's been a head coach at Maryland for eight years. Offensive guy. And he's doing something at Maryland. He really is. This would be a pretty big jump. But if you're looking like Big Ten roots, Offensive guy and Ohio State's never had a black head coach in football. And I do think it's something that would be in the mix of consideration, right? Ohio State, one, two, three, four, five. Of the current Big Ten schools, six have had a black head coach. Michigan State's had two. Northwestern's had two. Maryland with Floxley. Penn State, James Franklin. Purdue had Daryl Hazel. And Illinois had Levy Smith. And um, UCLA, who's coming in, to the Big Ten, they've also had Carl Durrell, so they've had one. And then the other schools have not. USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Rutgers, Indiana have not. So it's something you'd have, I think, on your list of considerations. Ohio State has been, in a lot of ways, at the forefront of that. They have a lot of leadership, starting with Gene Smith, obviously, but a lot of other leadership that has come through there and been developed at Ohio State that um, is – it's women – it's minorities. So Ohio State, you know, they have a track record there. They just haven't had it in football. So the resume for Mike Loxley, again, like what he's doing there, he wouldn't be at the top of my list, but he's on my list in the drawer because I think you have to acknowledge the recruiting, the offensive success there. And I do think he's established a culture. Number eight is Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. I, a lot, when you do lists like this and you say best head coaches, I often have Pat Fitzgerald pretty high. I think what he's done at Northwestern is, frankly, practically a miracle for what Northwestern should be and what Northwestern has been. They also were terrible last year. And when they're bad, they're awful. So the fact that he has two Big Ten titles in, two Big Ten West titles in recent years is quite a thing. And they had, then they had that run, right? Like in whatever it was, they were going to some really good bowl games of 10 win seasons, like 10 years ago. Last year, they were horrible. <laughs> Could not figure out quarterback, did not win a game in North America. So Pat Fitzgerald is not hot right now. He's 48 years old. He's been a head coach for 18 years. So like the best version of Pat Fitzgerald, I think Ohio State legitimately might be interested in. Right now is not the best version of Pat Fitzgerald. So it'd be like, hey, uh, hey, Northwestern, you know, really rebounded from 2022 with that really strong three and nine year in 2023. New head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes, three and nine, Pat Fitzgerald. I, I don't know that you could do that, but I think there is a version of Pat Fitzgerald. And I, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, I think, has been reasonably mentioned for jobs like Notre Dame, like Michigan in the past when he's been 
at more of a peak of his career. So I'll put him on this list, but not real high. Three other names that are again are just less familiar, and I might be not grabbing the right names. One's Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer is the head coach at Washington. They chuck it around if you want to stay with an offensive head coach. He was a head coach at a lower level school and he was at Fresno State. Now he's at Washington. He's still young at Washington. This is only his second year. He's 48 years old. He's been a head coach for nine years. I think they have something going there. I think he's found a way to win. And this would be a little bit, hey, like if you could do it at Washington, you're just a good coach with offensive inklings because there's a lot of defensive people on this list. No, he was at Indiana previously, so he has a tiny little bit of a Big Ten connection. But this is mostly just like, hey, you're good. And you're at a good Power 5 school, and you're good, and we're going to hire you at Ohio State. Along those lines also is Dave Aranda, the Baylor coach. He's 47 years old. He's been a head coach for four years. He does have, again, some more Big Ten roots. He's actually has Tom Herman roots. They were at Cal Lutheran together. They know each other from back then. But then Dave Aranda made his bones at Wisconsin as a defensive coordinator there, then went to LSU. LSU hired him away. Now he's a head coach at Baylor. This is defensive identity. But again, he he sort of regrouped Baylor. Um, well, Matt Rule did, but now Dave Aranda. If Matt Rule can kind of go from Baylor to failing in the NFL to Nebraska, you know, I think Dave Aranda is a good football coach. 47 years old, like again, fits this profile of, you're kind of in your late 40s and you've been a head coach for a decent number of years. That's what Ohio State's done a lot. He fits that. And he's coached in the Big Ten. So I just think like you're good. And the last guy here, so a couple of the names I have off to the side, Mike Norvell, who's currently at Florida State, PJ Fleck, currently at Minnesota. Again, guys in their 40s who have been head coaches for multiple years and have established something. I'm just throwing names out there. Maybe you have a favorite name in this category and it's somebody I'm missing. But the guy at the top of the list in this category, I think, remains Matt Campbell. The Iowa State head coach, 43 years old, been a head coach for 13 years. Heartline's the realistic guy in a group. Chris Peterson, to me, is the most realistic guy in a group. And Matt Campbell is the most realistic guy in this group. I think Matt Campbell might be the Ohio State coach at some point. Uh, he He's from, uh, he's a Mount Union guy, Ohio Roots, Maslin guy. And he just is brought up for every good Big Ten job. Brought up for Michigan. Um, I think in other circumstances, he could have been at a at a Big Ten job by now. Former Toledo head coach, also coached at Bowling Green, is an offensive guy, was the offensive coordinator at Toledo, came up as an offensive line coach, was the offensive coordinator at Toledo before he became the head coach at Toledo. And what he's done at Iowa, again, Iowa State, excuse me, what he's done in the state of Iowa at Iowa State, you know, not a peak right now. They're one and eight in the Big 12 last year, but you still look at what they've been compared to what they should be. He's 46 and 42 overall at Iowa State. He's 32 and 31 in the Big 12. And the stretch from 17 to 21, that's five straight years with a winning record. So then 2022, they're four and eight. It's a little bit of a step back, but it doesn't mean he stopped being a good coach. Eight and five in 2017, eight and five in 2018, seven and six in 2019, nine and three in 2020, seven and six in 2021. So I think he'd be like a very reasonable hire. This is like this a step up kind of job for him. I think he could handle it. And I think he's a really strong candidate. And that is not 
everybody and anybody could say this. You don't have to own a, a microphone. It's like a $60 microphone. That's what's separating me from you right now. $60 microphone. Please don't buy a microphone or you won't need me anymore. I might go buy up all the microphones in the country to make sure that nobody else try. My job is just having a microphone. So you could come up with Matt Campbell, but I think he just still fits a lot of the stuff. I don't know if I'm missing somebody. The fact that he's 43, like he has plenty of time to get here still too. That it wouldn't have to happen this cycle. I think Matt Campbell could not be the guy who follows Ryan Day and still wind up as the Ohio State coach someday. I think that's possible. But Matt Campbell is still at the top of a lot of lists for things like that. I think he could logically be among the five most log- of the five most likely candidates to be the next Penn State coach, to be the next Michigan coach, to be the next Ohio State coach. I think that's possible. So Matt Campbell duh is on this list and now we're going to get to the top of the list. And I'll I'll include one guy here who straddles the line. Well, no, he doesn't straddle the line. He really is I think the fourth guy in this top specific group, and it's Mel Tucker at Michigan State. And this is established head coaches with very, very, very strong Ohio State connections. So Mel Tucker, as we know, has been shaped in his coaching career by two people, Jim Tressel and Nick Saban. He's a Cleveland guy. He played at Wisconsin. He coached at Ohio State under Jim Tressel. Then he went to the Browns. He's had a plethora of experience. He was at Alabama. Then he was at Georgia, both assistants there. Head coach at Colorado, then hired as the head coach at Michigan State. Really good year two at Michigan State. Not as good of a year three at Michigan State. But this is a guy who should have been a head coach before he was. It's uh, I like not, a, not coming off a great year. So five and seven last year, three and then six in the Big Ten, but eleven and two in twenty twenty one, seven and two. So he's fifty one years old. He's entering his fifth year as a head coach. He just fits the profile in a million different ways. I just think he doesn't fit it quite as strongly as a couple of the guys ahead of him. And he's a defensive guy. So again, this is we are now officially in the area of, I think. Matt Campbell, again, has been an offensive coordinator. But I think Matt Campbell, Mel Tucker start the list of, we're hiring you, keep Brian Hartline as the offensive coordinator. Not not necessarily 100% as a requirement for being hired, but strong, 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 just like Gene Smith, strong, strong, strong suggestion to Urban Meyer to keep Luke Fickle. And then Urban Meyer keeps him, and it works out for everybody. That's That, I think, is what would be at play here. Brian Hartline's your offensive coordinator. You're the new head coach. But I do think right now, I think Matt Campbell and Mel Tucker both make more sense than Brian Hartline, just based on experience and based on what Ohio State more often than not requires and looks for. Okay, we'll get back to our big three. Do you have them in your head? Do you? Do you have them in your head? We'll do it next on Buckeye Talk. All right, Doug Marie's back. These are the big three. Number three is Luke Fickle. And I have Luke third because I think this might just be ships passing in the night that it never happens. And it easily could have, and it just never does. 
Luke is 50 years old. He's been a head coach for nine years, entering his first year at Wisconsin. Was the head coach for one year at Ohio State. I think in that moment, probably wasn't ready, but it, he learned a lot. And then he absolutely was ready at Cincinnati. And I think he's absolutely ready for this at Wisconsin. And I think you see with what he's done at Wisconsin, hiring Phil Longo to run a version of the run and shoot offense, modernize what Wisconsin's going to do. Again, many moons ago when Luke wanted to be a head coach, I went to his house. I sat with Luke and his wife, Amy. We talked about his ambitions. He wanted to get that out there. He then became the head coach at Cincinnati. The, you know, we write that story. I write that story. I do. We, we do that interview. I write that story in his last year at Ohio State. Then he gets the Cincinnati job. He knew he was ready. But always within that, he had always said he wanted sort of a dual threat offense. He's a defensive guy, but you've got to think about what you want your offense to be. He wanted a dual threat quarterback because he thought that was the most difficult thing to defend. So I think that's what you think. Okay. I'm not an offensive coordinator, but I know, I know offense from the side of a defensive coordinator. What do I not want to defend? What do I have trouble defending? And I think Luke did evolve from the dual threat urban Meyer kind of offense to now he wants to throw it around. So they, they brought in Tanner Mordecai, it's a transfer from SMU. They brought in Phil Longo. They're going to chuck it around and combine that with the Wisconsin run game. I like Luke would, if Luke was a head coach at Ohio State, it's not, it would not be a reversion to a Jim Tressel style of offense. As much as I think he would be most like Tress, who is the head coach that Luke Fickle most relates to? He played for John Cooper. He worked for Urban Meyer. He worked for Jim Tressel. It's Tress. That's the guy. It would not be schematically, strategically the same. I think it would be culturally the same. And there's a lot that people liked. And I think there was a lot of good with the Jim Tressel culture, Jim Tressel culture at Ohio State. So I think this would be possible. It would be a little sideways of if we're, again, this exercise is Ryan Day wins the national title and leaves for the NFL. So Luke's going to leave Wisconsin after a year. Maybe not ideal. But I think it would be possible, and I, I think he would. I think he would take it. I think he would take it. Gene and Luke would just have to work through some stuff. I think he would take it, and I think he you could you could have him keep Brian Hartline as the offensive coordinator. But I have him third because I think you might call the other two guys first. I just think maybe you would. And it's it's nothing against Luke because he is intimately associated with the two guys ahead of him on the list. And sometimes in life, the number one thing you want to happen doesn't work out. But then it turns out the, the thing that does work out is awesome. And that just might be what it is for Luke. Because I think he might have a great career at Wisconsin and it might be awesome. And he might leave a real legacy there. And be able to do it without any Ohio State regrets. I really think that's possible because number two on my list is Marcus Freeman, who is, he'd learned to be a coach under Luke Fickle in a lot of ways, was Luke's defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, goes to Notre Dame to be the defensive coordinator for a year, then gets hired when Brian Kelly is gone. Marcus Freeman is 37 years old. He's entering his second season as a head coach. Man. I just, if you think Marcus is special, if you think Marcus is special, is why he's this high. And strong Ohio State roots, obviously, really good linebacker here, Ohio guy. I think ruffled some Ohio State feathers 
saying some things like I seem to like say something along the lines of, Oh, I kind of wish I would have gone to Notre Dame instead of Ohio state. Listen, he's the head coach at Notre Dame. You're going to say good things about Notre Dame when you're the head coach at Notre Dame. And I think I, some of the stuff I've been saying, this guy has been a head coach for this long. It's actually the year they're going into. So I think Luke is actually going into his ninth year as a head coach. Marcus Freeman is going into his second year as a head coach. So I think the possibility that Marcus is special and would you want to grab that? And Oh, by the way, you would also be hiring the first black head coach in Ohio State football history. But I thought Marcus was the guy that Notre Dame, you had to hire Marcus when Brian Kelly leaves. You can't let him get out the door. It would not be the same to me at Ohio State. You wouldn't have to hire Marcus, but you'd have to think about it. So would you think, I think I would think about Marcus more than anybody else I've listed so far. Would I think about him before Luke? I would think about it. Yes, he's less experienced. Yes, he's younger, but I'd think about it. Is, do you think there's more upside here? Would I think about him more than Matt Campbell? Yes. Is there more upside here? Would I think about him more than Brian Hartline? Yes, because he's been a coordinator longer, and now he's at least gone through trying to run a program at Notre Dame. And maybe Hartline has the same upside, but now Marcus has just a little bit of a stronger foundation. Because Brian just is, is now just going to be a one-year coordinator. Marcus was a multi-year coordinator at Cincinnati, and now would be a multi-year head coach at Notre Dame before if Ohio State's hiring him here. So I, I would think about him this high. And I don't know what would pull you back from Marcus Freeman. If you're making this higher after Ryan Day, I don't know why you would say, no, actually, we want him, he wants us, but no, we're not going to do it. I don't, I don't know what that reason would be. If you have him on your list, I think you're comfortable with the with the relative lack of head coaching experience compared to Matt Campbell, Pat Fitzgerald, Dave Aranda, Luke Fickle, right? I think you're okay with that. Obviously, the way with the way Notre Dame does stuff, very you know similar in in many ways, not every way, but in many ways to Ohio State. I just think you make this call unless you get a yes from the guy who I think is the first guy on the list. And I don't even know if it's in dispute and it's Mike Vrabel. I don't know if it's in dispute. I don't know if anybody making this list under these parameters would have anybody other than Mike Freeman on Mike Vrabel first on this list. Unless you're a heartline guy, unless you're a continuity promote from within. Mike Vrabel is 48 years old. What are we talking about? Everybody's right in this range. He's entering his sixth year as a head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And when he left Ohio State, I was told he was going to be one of two things. And it was an NFL head coach or the head coach at Ohio State. I think it interests him. Joe Rexrode, former Big Ten writer covering Michigan State, now in Tennessee as a columnist for The Athletic, wrote a big Vrabel thing after Ohio State lost to Michigan, which was in the scenario of like, oh, if Ryan Day's out of here because he's losing to Michigan, would it be Mike Vrabel? It's a, it's a very different conversation from Ryan Day in a lot of ways, but also it's not that different because I think Mike Vrabel's really smart and I think he has a culture that he's established with the Titans. And, and he was an obviously excellent player here. He's an absolute part of Ohio State history, no doubt about it. Has won at every level. 
one at Ohio State as a player, one with the New England Patriots as a player, one as an assistant coach. When he left Ohio State, he went to the Houston Texans. Has now has been successful as a head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And I think he might take it. So I think it's possible. I think Mike Vrabel should be number one on this list. And I think you don't get the number two because I think number one very possibly would say yes. That Ryan Day would be leaving to go to the NFL. And Mike Vrabel says, listen, I've succeeded in the NFL. I haven't won a Super Bowl, but I've learned something about myself here. And now I want to go learn something about myself at my alma mater. I actually think the scenario where he is coming home to rescue, save, reestablish Ohio State in a things go south scenario is maybe even more compelling and maybe would enhance the possibilities of getting the yes. I think he's the closest thing that Ohio State would have to what Jim Harbaugh coming back to Michigan was because it's an exact replica of it. You're in the NFL as a current successful head coach, but your school needs you and you come back to college, come back to your alma mater to get them back on track. So in that scenario, again, if this was another couple of years down the line where, hey, man, like Ohio State can't beat Michigan. It's a five game. It's five straight for the Wolverines. Ryan Day's out. Who can come in and confront Jim Harbaugh head on. Now you're bringing in that Vrabel edge. You're bringing in that Vrabel toughness. You're bringing in the Ohio Vrabel roots. You're bringing in, I was number 94 for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You're bringing in all that into a situation that needs fixing. That's like, that's the prodigal son coming. All right, let's do this. This is like in a much happier place. Like, hey, Ohio State's awesome. Everybody wants this job. They just won the national championship and Ryan and Bill Belichick retired and Ryan Day was like, I can't turn down the Patriots. I'm peaking. I did what I came here to do. I'm taking the Patriots job. And now it's open. That's almost less compelling to me for Mike Vrabel, but it still doesn't mean he's not number one. He would still be the first call I would make, but maybe there's not as much urgency to take it which is maybe you wind up with Matt Campbell is going to keep the ship going, right? That is just, you know, everybody wants this job. So that's my list. I think any human who owns a microphone, that list would be similar. My top group, Mike Vrabel, Marcus Freeman, Luke Fickle, Mel Tucker, as four guys with strong Ohio State roots. Tucker didn't play here. Vrabel, Freeman, and Fickle did. Matt Campbell leads the group of established head coaches who and are really good at what they do currently, but Campbell with the Ohio Roots kind of is at the top of that. Matt Campbell, Dave Aranda, Kalen DeBoer, Pat Fitzgerald, Mike Loxley, Jeff Halfley. Retired coaches, Chris Peterson and Dan Mullen, and then Bob Stoops off to the side. Young Ohio guys are like, or young and experienced because Eddie George isn't young, but he's young and experienced because he went off and lived his life in so many other fascinating ways before he decided to be a head football coach. Eddie George, Brian Hartline, and then off to the side, James Lorenz and Alex Golish. And then the, you got to make the call. What? Why not? Nick Saban, 
and then off to the side, Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh. I think my actual big six, probably, my big six might be Vrabel, Freeman, Fickle, Campbell, Hartline, and then Chris Peterson. I think that's my big six. I think that's my big six. Unless Saban takes it. Maybe you go call Vrabel. He says, no, you call Saban. That might be the order of calls. Maybe that should be the list I do. Vrabel, Saban, Freeman, Fickle, Campbell, Peterson, Tucker. Man, I just, it's hard about Heartline. If you super disagree with me about Brian Heartline, let me know. I just think it would be quick for a one-year coordinator who's been excellent at his job and has a little thing that just would be like maybe not right now. I just think I, I just think it would be quick. Give him three years as the coordinator, and I think we're in a different uh, – three years as the successful coordinator, and I think we're in a drastically different place with Brian Hartline. But we don't even have one yet. So that's why I'm not I'm not all the way there. Okay. Sometimes it's fun to do stuff like that. That's my drawer. I'm going to make my list. I actually have a drawer here next to my microphone. Listen to me. Now I'm just bragging. I have a microphone and a drawer. Doug, living the high life, baby. Maybe your drawer would be different. I don't know that Gene Smith's drawer is super different than the drawer we just made together right there. Okay. We are having Ohio State interviews with assistant coaches on Tuesday afternoon. Sort of, we kind of do this to wrap up spring football sometimes. It's been a while since spring football. We're almost into June, but we love it. We love that Ohio State is doing this for you guys. They're doing it for you by giving us the access to talk to all these assistant coaches. So the plan is, I think we're going to talk to every single assistant coach. So as a result, the next several podcasts you're going to hear on Buckeye Talk are going to be based off those interviews. What did we learn What did Tim Walton and Tony Alford and Brian Hartline and Jim Knowles and Larry Johnson, Perry Eliano, Justin Fry, what did everybody say? We'll have a lot to talk about. As always, we hope you guys are reading cleveland.com slash OSU. As always, we hope you're considering being a tech subscriber, 614-350-3315. And as always, we really appreciate you guys joining us here on Buckeye Talk. For now, I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk.